A quick warning. This episode contains depictions of gun violence. Listener discretion advised. Last season on Ars Paradoxica. My name is Sally Grissom, and I think I accidentally invented time travel. There used to be four of us. We used to be a team. What are we now? Friends, at least. I was hoping. It's difficult to be friends with people you can't trust. Roberts, for all her sneaky puppet master bullshit, is one of my few friends on this earth. But she's also in charge of a government agency that has a pretty iffy relationship with ethics. Everything was different back in college. It was Bridget and Eddie versus the world. You called me up out of the blue, act like everything's fine, and then somehow we end up back in my bed, and then you say this was all for a job? Your full name for the record, please. Lewis Abbott Gaines. You want me to join Odar. After all this... Take the job. Work for Odar like you've always wanted to, whether you realize it or not. We are the vanguard of the new order of things. We couldn't be affected by breaks in the causality because our neuroplasticity and being raised in the opposite directions of everyone. What kid should be made to watch their friends, their, their family, die over and over again? Also, what? So Odar could have agents without brain damage? No. I'm done doing what they say. Why am I running off with a Soviet agent? Because someone, anyone, has got to serve as a check to what Odar can do. The Black Room. This is where I live now. Where I will live, breathe, eat, and die. My mission is to facilitate the communications for various iterations of Odar across space and time. Yes, I'm a time travel mailman. How glamorous. My wife, Helen... She left me. Loyalty rewarded, open box. Diary of Sally Grissom, February 27th, 1953. Ah, I feel like I haven't done one of these in months. I've been a little lax on the diaries, sure, but maybe my life hasn't been all that eventful since, well, since the Anchorites. In the three years after that, I formally rejoined ODAR, which is kind of a big deal. I haven't been an official part of Team Time since my accident, and it felt good to trade in my trowel for a soldering iron again. I know I'm always the one complaining about Odar. I'm, I mean, I'm not always the one, like, ask anybody, but I think they've turned some kind of corner this time. There's this new committee, Ethics and Oversight. They're supposed to make Odar less terrible or more accountable, some amount of something. I sat in on one of their meetings. It gets pretty trippy in there, like, even for me. I'll understand the paradox bits, more or less, but the ethics stuff... Ugh, it makes my eyes glaze over. Watching Gaines and Chambers and Wickman and the rest of them debate about who owes what to whom in whichever timeline, ugh, it'll make your head spin. That's the right tense, right? Yeah, it, it'll it make your head spin. But 
with the good comes the bad, and with the bad, well... One of the things they're looking into are Carmen and Petra and the rest of the Plasticity Kids, and precisely where it ranks on a scale between double parking and double genocide. The thing is, somewhere in some version of events, a version of Roberts in some future signed some paperwork that led to all of this happening. So that's triggered an inquiry into the doings of the Roberts of the present day. And that caused its own mess. I've been working with her to prepare for her hearing, and it's... Not exactly... easy. And you've arrived on a methodology to test this hypothesis, Dr. Carling? I believe that additional stress will amplify the effect of paradox on the mind of the subject. Having them implement the mouse test forces the subject to directly visualize the contradiction. Isn't there a risk of your own staff developing the sickness through the same secondhand mechanism you're testing? We've found that in groups, the mind can offload the mental strain to others. In contrast to that, we would be isolating the subject. As a subject's sole point of contact with the project, I can push her farther out of moral norms than she would ordinarily feel comfortable with. Saying she implies you have a candidate in mind. I know of someone qualified who desperately needs a position. If I tell her to jump, she'll say how high. I know how this looks. Bad. It looks very, very bad. They're going to crucify you. Well, not... Literally. Probably. You don't understand. It was a long time ago. Three years! Three years after you let Dr. Carling run his mad science experiments on Maggie Elborn, you gave that poor woman brain damage. We were at war. With whom? The war was over before we moved to Colorado. You had the Truman administration in the palm of your hand. And now that you're three minutes to midnight, you should get a free pass for your shitty choices that got us here? We saved lives, Sally. Dr. Carling's research paved the way for safe, effective treatment of butterfly syndrome. You're welcome. So obviously your next logical step was to kidnap a bunch of children. And you know what? I've got a tape for that too. That wasn't me. But I gave them what they wanted. I let Petra leave. And Carmen's expertise improved the long-term viability of our field agents by an incredible margin. Great. So you've increased the amount of time you can use them before they're a broken, disoriented husk you can replace. At which point they have valiantly served their country and are well provided for. You know the rigors of this job. You know that sometimes people take a backseat to science. Please don't say we're not so different, you and I. We're not, Sally. You want a whole speech or something where I tell you that all that I've done, all that I've worked for is for the greater good? (laughs) The greater good. You saw this century play out already, and unless you're ready to surprise me with some utopian vision of the future, then you're just as aware as I am that there is no greater good. There's just shades of gray. So what shade of gray is sacrificing an innocent woman's well-being? What shade of gray is kidnapping children? That wasn't my decision, and you know it! You're right, it wasn't. So, remind me again, where are Carmen and Petra now? Living a simple (sighs) life on a comfortable stipend? They left. Of their own free will. You don't ever have to deal with this. You get to go back to your lab and tinker with whatever the hell you want on the taxpayer's dime, and I've got to justify it to Chet and the goddamn CIA. So what, you're just gonna pass the buck and say that you don't have any agency in the matter? That's not what I'm saying. What I do, I do for my country. My role in keeping the world safe. Jesus. You sound just like Donovan. Relay, it's Sugimura. I'm getting spooked they're not gonna show up. Give me another update on arrivals, over. 
spoke with Hollis. There's nothing you don't already know about for 72 hours in either direction. Over. Doable. Hey, by the way, remind him that they still have my fleet with Mac 33s. Over. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. They're from the 70s. You're in 52. Over. Are you gonna tell on me? Over. I guess not, Ken. Good luck. Over and out. <laughs> you better not. A glass of Nicodanya. You're late. You should be suspicious if I arrive early. Hmm. Would you like some tea? Da, pojalsta. What's the latest at the Dhaka? I am restless. I'm waiting and waiting. I do not know why you have me wait. Because patience is a virtue. And because we're not ready yet. And who is we? You, me, my people. <laughs> Your people. What a mystery. I could smell the West on you from first day we spoke. No. You didn't notice until our fourth meeting. I misused an idiom and you tried to understand why. Then you realized the road to treason is paved with pleasantries. That first day, I thought you working for politician, looking for leg up. A real agent would not slip, I think. <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes, no? <laughs> Did you get what I asked for? Maps, guard protocols, all is there. Some I write myself, but I swear it's all true. And you... You will get me out? So long as everything goes properly, we will assure you passage out of the Eastern Bloc. To America? Yes, to America. I must have this promise. It will not be safe to stay after. I swear. After you complete your task, a plane will be waiting for you. I will be on it. We will fly together. But I need to know, are you ready for this? Truly ready? Taking a life is an enormous act. He's the premier of the Soviet Union. Your actions will echo throughout history, backwards and forwards. This is the price I pay. When they take my sister, I realize my loyalty to regime would not spare my family from the violence. Do you have this? A person you would do for anything? Mother, a sister? My father. He worked his fingers to the bone for me. Even when, when things got rough back home, he made sure I was okay. I would do anything for him. So you understand. Love makes us do beautiful, terrible things. What would you have me do? For the fifth time, yes, everything is in place and your routes are clear. As long as you follow the plan, the critical path has a 96% chance you'll never even cross anybody's eye line. And 4% that I do? It's a harmless glance. Stay calm. You'll do fine. I'll be with you over the radio the whole time. Then you meet me back here and we'll get you extracted. Together. Together.
he's asleep. How you know this, I do not know, but it's not my place to ask. Relay, relay, relay! This is Sugimura. My contact's been made. I need you to get both of us a route out of Kunsova district. Over. Uh, relay? Second that for me, over. Where do I go? Relay, I repeat. Need instructions for egress from Kunsova district in my timeline on March 1st, 1953 at 0100 hours. Black room. Are you reading me? Over. Dr. Partridge. Agent Sugimura, I'm with ODOT. Uh, you're, you're not. I'm close enough. Come on, we gotta get you out of here. What about Luca? Your contact? I got him. Luca. Luca Yelichivanov. I'm with your friend. I'm here to help. That's weird as hell, you know that? You're assassinating world leaders and I'm the weird one? This way. This way, my car's up here. What did you say to Partridge? What? I don't know. You're the last person that Anthony Partridge talked to in all of space-time. Luca, what's your status? They're chasing. Is that your sister on the radio? Don't worry about it. This way. We'll be there soon. That doesn't make any sense. The Black Room has been sending communications until the 1990s, at least. Just because it isn't linear for you doesn't mean it isn't for him. And he's been completely silent since you took a message from Anthony at 2145 your time. Oh, shit. What did he say to you? Uh, he just said something about the mission. I don't know, it was... It doesn't happen like this. What does it? Where do we go? I don't... Luca! That's not how this was supposed to work. I got away with your contact. That, that, that was me back there, like... Like, me, me, not some copy, not some variant. I, I just did this an hour ago. What the hell is going on? You tell me, Ken. Looks like we're all off script today. Four, five, six. Thunderstorms. I'm on my way. How long has it been? 11 hours and 30... Eight minutes. What's the greatest interval he's ever taken? Three hours 45. But that was due to a timing error. And this time? The wires are dark, Director Wickman. We've sent a series of emergency pings, but nothing. What about other times? Other us's? We haven't heard from them. We can't hear from them. But if the flow has stopped for us, it stopped for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Miss Roberts is on her way. When was Anthony's last communication? The... The Moscow job, sir. Beans and rice. What? What's the status on that? Real-time communication is down, but one of my contacts suggests that the mission was successful. We did it. But we haven't heard anything from Agent Sugimura since. Well, find him, okay? Sure. But there's something else, sir. What is it? On your drive here, I decided to pull the records of the Blackroom communications from the last hours, and I found something. Go on. An hour before the Blackroom went dark... Miss Roberts made a single document transfer to an unknown address. Did you know about this? 
Of course I don't know. What do you mean, unknown? Do we not have a lid on our own damn black room? I'm telling you, sir, it was an address that doesn't correspond to any in my directory. And what was the document? I've only got the header code here. It's going to take a while to narrow down the precise one, but it's from the Moscow job. She's... giving out secrets? All right, what did I miss? And so I've been instructed to not leave the cafeteria since then. They cleared everyone out and put guards at the door. An ethics investigation, then this. Why did they put you here in the cafeteria, of all places? Chet knows that the second I'm formally arrested, it's going to trigger a cascade of processes and problems and oversight, and without the black room, he doesn't know exactly what happened. I'll be fine once they reestablish communication. Listen, I'm sorry about yesterday. I No, it's alright. I was being an ass. You were. Rude. But I also wasn't being helpful. You weren't. <laughs> Sally, I know you care about me, but I can handle myself. I get that you're, like, okay on the inside with your whole lawful neutral mess, but th- this time I, I think it's really going to be serious. You're caught up in all this nefarious biz, and then this? I'm sure it's a mistake, but if you realize the error of your ways or something, then- Come on, Sally. Do you know how condescending you sound? Realize the error of my ways? I am the woman that I am because I make difficult choices. Yeah, I know. It's not that I don't see why there are some ethical issues with the actions I've taken and the actions I've authorized. Believe me, I have doubted myself before, and I will do so again. But I don't let my doubt get in the way of my decision-making. Okay, well, maybe it's not that, but- I'm concerned for you. You're a queer Jewish woman. It's still weird that you people describe us like that. And you're kind of in the most witch-hunty part of the whole Cold War. There's a play. Is it out yet? It doesn't matter. What matters is that the heat is on and you've got to deal with it. Senator McCarthy- Senator McCarthy isn't here. It's just our own ethics committee. Sure, Lou might not be the most sympathetic, but Bridget knows me. And Chet doesn't want to make trouble. He's on thin ice as it is. I might take some lumps, but to be honest, I probably deserve them. So you do see the error of your ways? No, Sally. I don't. I just have the good sense to know that there's always another shoe. And it's right on time. I'm sorry, Esther, but we're going to move you to house arrest. Dr. Grissom, would you kindly- Yeah, yeah, I got it. Sally, I promise that we're all working around the clock to get to the bottom of this. Are you promising that to me? Or her? And just like that, what was supposed to be some kind of quiet Odar hearing is becoming a grand goddamn rigmarole. They're flying everybody out to D.C. They've got a whole lineup of witnesses. They're even bringing in Alan Dulles, director of Central Fucking Intelligence. They're gonna name an airport after this guy. Well, maybe it was his brother, who just became Secretary of State because whoever said the aristocracy was dead. Point is, they're pulling out all the stops. We're in peak Red Scare, and they're out looking for blood, and all the signs point to Roberts, and... Damn, if she wasn't responsible, who was? Sugimura got back from Russia, but for the grace of God, and Petra, and, like, who knows where she came from. The Black Room is still silent, and they're pinning that on her, too. Everything is a mess right now. I don't know how it could get any worse. You tell me, Ken. Looks like we're all off script today. I'll tell you everything I can. Start the zapping board. They found a machine. Oh, God, they've got my timepiece! 
They've been waiting for us. Somebody knew about this mission. The Soviets were warned. Ars Paradoxica, Episode 23, Contact, written by Daniel Manning, with Misha Stanton, Eli Barraza, Julian Mundy, Danielle Shamaya, and Tozaman, directed and produced by Misha Stanton, featuring Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Leah Peros as Petra, Ren Beeler as Chet Wickman, and Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, as well as Isabel Atkinson, Malcolm Montgomery, Thomas Isao-Morinaka, and Brigham Snow. Translation by Maria Yanasheva and Molly Phelps. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. Come find us wherever we are on the internet, on our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at arsparadoxica, or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash arsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. Twitch streams and dank memes. Next time on Ars Paradoxica. Ms. Roberts. You're being taken into custody to await trial in lawfully provided quarantine under the rules of the Federal Espionage Act of 1951. The prosecution doesn't have our technology. What they do have is enough kindling to start a fire. It was straight up history, repeating itself. That is how time works. I'm something of an expert. The loyalty and allegiances of Ms. Roberts is not to our country, but to communism and the advancement of the communist agenda throughout the world. It's some seriously scary shit, dude. I, I can't get my head around how you add up all those zeros and come up with anything other than a question. You're going to testify against her, aren't you? No, yes, I... I don't know. Are we here to interrogate my status as an American woman or my status as a Jew, Hank? Sally, you may want to come inside. We're only just getting started. Blue. Blue. 26. 26. 21. 6. 25. 13, 26, 20, 15, 11, 2, 17, 14, 22, 11, 7, 15, 2, 8, 25. The weather in Tulsa today is drought at the tone. The time will be 5400 hours.